Welcome back, all you chem rats and hive mice, to the neon-red-drenched sound waves of Vox Freon's mouth. Is that neon? Maybe a splash of blood? Or the... is it Freon? <laughs> oh, a little Freon, yeah. This tastes so I sweet. That, I think that coolant's leaking again. <laughs> In other news, the Corridor 54 killer has struck again, leaving four more headless and skinless bodies in the cracked Elysium. It seems like the last few weeks may have been a little uh, little rest for the wicked. With the machine spirits also rebelling all over the Underhive, and the air recyclers have started to pump out freezing winds and snow flurries. Y you know how much we love those blizzards in the hab blocks. Don't, don't eat the snow. <laughs> don't eat the snow. <laughs> what, no matter the snow. color. I don't know. I saw quite a few uh, snow cone cards gathering up around those vents to uh, start selling some of their wares to those brave enough. Yeah, you to see all it. the bodies laying next to that <laughs> cart, too? Don't mind the bodies. I was told it's like, is that it. Is that a Geiger counter going off, or are you just happy to eat your snow cone? Tastes good till it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we are waiting out the freeze and drinking the coldest fungi beer in the hive down here at Joe's Sump Shack. Home of Joe's Carcosian Lemon Gumbo. Watch out for those uh, genetically modified lemons. They're a uh, little spicy. We're uh, we're out here giving this place uh, two toilets this time, just because those lemons two, two uh, just come a little too spicy. A little too spicy. <laughs> a little sour too. Yeah, a little spicy. You lemon. don't like you don't like the spicy lemon? Come on, man. You know when you think lemon, you don't think spicy, but it, you know it just singes the back of your throat. <laughs> Not the, the first time. All the hair on the back of my tongue is gone, yeah. guys. I don't know. <laughs> This burnt tongue hair smell. It's real hard to get rid of. <laughs> the burnt tongue hair smell? Oh, my God. Uh, little little lingua. A little lingua. A <laughs> little lingua. Uh, when, you, when you order from some uh, from Joe's Sump Shack, you got to roll your R's a little hard, don't you? <laughs> we will be your guides tonight through the twisting, turning grab tracks of the Underhive 665.66 UHMR Cam Rat Radio. As always, I am your friendly Hablock Goblin King, joined today by my rocket hammer-wielding co-host, Marky. What it is, host. And toting the shovel of close-range injustice, we are joined by Kev. Kev, tell us how many hits does it take to get to the center of a guardsman? Well, uh, it depends on where you hit him. <laughs> <laughs> you get him right in the sack, maybe one. <laughs> maybe if, one. If you got... The preferred method is overhead swing, aiming for somewhere about the collarbone. And if you swing hard enough, swinging for home, Johnny, as they say. Yes. Or croquet mallet his nuts right into the next ring. Well, it is farther just, just from the uh, the underhanded swing. Yes. You don't gain the benefit of gravity. Yes. Whereas the overhanded swing allows you to bring it down, as they will, would say. But you do gain the benefit of fatality. Mortal Kombat style, smashing his nuts into his throat. Right, but that you could also just, do that with a boot follow-up after the clavicle strike. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's just you, very uh, interesting. It's just very interesting that you're both describing techniques that we can use to open up the sump crabs here at Joe's. I just, I'm just pointing that out. You just gotta wear the bib. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, definitely the uh, overhead against the clavicle. Yes. Aim for the heart. Yes. Straight there to the side of the guardsman. A one, a two, a three. What's the fastest way to, a to get to the center of a guardsman? <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just a slanish demon licking a guardsman twice oh. and then eating him. <laughs> Dude, that picture will never <laughs> leave my mind. Standing jaw. <laughs> we, so we need to find somebody to animate this for us. It would just be a, a, a demonette. Yeah. And it would be another demon asking how many how many licks does it take to get to the center? And it would be the one takes off one arm, the other one takes off the other arm, and then while she's doing it, she's one, two, and two, and then the, and then the third one right through the middle and just pick him there up. And a three. He's got the heart on the end of the arm. On the end of the, right, arm. On the, yeah. end of the claw. Uh, Kali Ma yeah. out the back of him. Garjan's like, what the fuck? Kali Ma out the back of him. Well, yeah, like a shish kebab, but like yeah, the guardsman's yeah. down here, but his heart's the on the end through. of it. Guards kebab. It's like, could have been one, but yeah. intentionally done in three. Yeah. You got to save it. Yeah. <laughs> See how many pre-millennials get that joke, because that's oh, an old commercial. Right? This week, now. we are back for a hobby episode. We haven't done a hobby sode in a while, and we're we back are going to talk shit. about hobby life balance, which is always something difficult to do. Um, I, I think we all kind of suffer from it. You know, you've got a, how much time do you want to dedicate to your hobby? How much time do you want to dedicate? How mu- how little time can you dedicate to your hobby because of you know, fucking life bills, the world, how it all works Children, and what it means pets. to, yeah. What it means to dedicate time to your hobby. Cause you know, it, it, hobbies are whether or not this is your hobby, whether or not you're listening to us for the first time and you have no idea what the fuck Warhammer 40 K is. If you have a hobby, a lot of the reasons that we engage in hobbies is because we're trying to like disconnect. We're trying to unwind. We're trying to embrace something Zen like in our, in our centers so we can refocus for the tasks at hand. Yeah. This is going to be a, a really short episode. Basically, uh, if you have a hobby, just accept the fact you'll never have time for it. Thank you yeah. for joining mm-hmm. us today. Follow yep. us have, on. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. We got old. Now we have money for hobbies, but no time. Yeah. It's what is yeah, it? The yeah. triangle? It's, it's, it's like sleep, thing, right? sleep, time, money. Yeah. 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 Circle and none two. of us have any of all three. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you only pick two. <laughs> in this economy, sleep in this economy, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just, you thought I was going to go with money. I'm going with sleep. I was going to go with any of those in this economy. No, you, now, yeah. now in this economy, you only pick one. I don't even get to pick that shit. No, no, no. In this economy, you Gas. circle the middle of the triangle as small as possible because that's yeah, how close that's you're exactly. getting everything. Yep. <laughs> Obviously, as we're joking around, we all kind of struggle with how to balance hobby along with life commitments and, you know, the, the, the stuff, relationships, and all that and a lot of why we're together as a podcast, a lot of why we came together originally and started talking about everything is because of a shared hobby. So it, it's obviously very important to all of us. And, and, and how do... It actually, that was yeah. part of it too. And that's relevant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, you can only do hobby stuff with people with the same schedule as you. Right. So you have to Yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to do... It's difficult to have somebody in your gaming group who is not working like a nine. As odd as it sounds, when when you're not working nine to five, it's very difficult to do somebody some stuff with people who work nine to five. When you are working nine to five, it's really difficult to do stuff with people that aren't working nine to five. That's yeah. one of the reasons when I, I got was, out of food service is I was tired of not yeah. having the same schedule as everybody else. Everybody yeah. else, yeah, yeah. When I was in college and I was running my own business and I was keeping my own hours, we had a lot of food service people. There was a lot there. 
there were a couple of food service people and a couple of nine to fivers in our D and D group. And this food service people that the people that didn't work nine to five in food service or retail, depending on what it was, yeah, the people with the non-set the schedules, they could drop everything seemingly show drop everything yeah. and play a D game starting at like fucking 10 o'clock at night on a tuesday and play until like four or five in the morning and be fine the guys Dude. that were working nine to five in the tech industry couldn't do it can't do and that, like yeah. i didn't yeah i didn't i well i i understood but it didn't it really hadn't sank in sank in yet because i i'd made my own hours a lot of the time so if i didn't have class i was at my sign shop running my own business and uh <laughs> Oddly enough, this is my old company logo. <laughs> um, I, it's just one of those things where, like, I, I had no real concept until I started working for other people. When I started running somebody else's sign shop, everything changed. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's interesting. And, you know, whether or not it's, again, whether or not it's D&D, whether or not it's Warhammer 40K, whether or not it's any other hobby you do video games video games are definitely a very big hobby for a lot of people board game nights people do lots of board game nights oh, magic yeah. the gathering I have there's a, all sorts of hobbies you can be involved in i have a whole gaggle of people i play video games with but they're all on east coast time oh, so that's got to be difficult well it's rough because it means that like i have to get off work and basically immediately get online to play with them otherwise i'm right. gonna be halfway through the game and even then getting off work because currently i'm off work at like six o'clock is when i clock out most of them are already you know starting to be done for the evening at that point because it's nine o'clock their time yeah you know so then by the time like, i get home 6 30 get online 6 45 and hopping off and they're like oh cool well i guess we got like we'll, we'll play one more round or something like that you know yeah like i'm just getting warmed but- up Mm-hmm. it's like it's like recording the podcast you know oh yeah when we finish it's close to midnight or or 11 for me and yeah you know, for you guys then, it's like uh, for last week's <laughs> last week's recording yeah it was like 11 11 o'clock for you and then i drove home yeah. and then i got home and it was eleven fifty five when i pulled yeah. into my garage and then it was eleven fifty seven. i think when i like i walked in my front door and i was like home by midnight with like that was a record for us <laughs> Like that's yeah, because when we used to record, when we used to all record in San Diego, it was record and then we would game. So we would yeah. be up until like four in the morning, <laughs> right? And that mostly was cool. because we had to talk in Mark's driveway for an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, we got a post game, post game yeah. decompression. Yeah, pillow talk. Right. Yeah, pillow. Right. Talk. Now we just pre pillow talk. <laughs> the pre pillow. That's right. That's right. For yeah. for all you patrons out there, you get some pre pillow talk. <laughs> well, sometimes uh, before what? we all gather, gaggle around. Mark and I will talk bullshit before. How do you balance stuff? Mark, give us an example of how you balance hobby and life. What are what are some tricks or tips you've got? Yeah, he constructed so... this man cave <laughs> and then exiled the rest of the family to everywhere else. Now. Yeah, that, that's, that was part of it. Problem solved. Part of it, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> Get out! <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, just just to give everybody a grasp, if you don't already know me or what uh, what I what I what bullshit uh, what about. I have, I was gonna say what I have. What you I know, have. my wife is a possession. Uh, I'm ma- I'm married. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that's just the idea. Right? <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm married. We, they're bought and paid for at this point. That's uh, the point. Uh, Mark, Mark and Kevin, to... I I think you guys may have gone through the they just. Uh, Okay. 
So, uh, I'm married to to a, a lady, and and she don't work. So, her free time, uh, once I get home, is you know her time. And I'm sure a lot of people have very similar things where it's like you know if your significant other doesn't work, you know they're obviously not beat to shit by the end of the day. They got plenty of energy, and they're like, "Hey, what do you want to do?" And I'm like, "I don't want to do shit." You're like, I want to sit down, yeah. and fucking watch TV, yeah, and then zone out. Yeah, I mean, there's days where I just sit there and I'm just staring at the wall because I'm just so Dude, fried. I hate those days. Yeah, those are brutal, right? I, I like those are the days that make you want to leave your job. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. like, man, I can't even go unload my work day because I'm too tired to do yeah. what I do to unload. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. everyone's different, right? So, like, when I, I never like talking about uh, work. Uh, I, I talk about how shitty it, it is, but I don't talk about it, you know? Yeah. Be like, yeah, work sucked today. You know, work I'm, sucked I'm today. Spent. What's his face didn't fucking do his job. Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know if I go that far, but you know, anyways, you know, the wife, I got, I got two kids. If you got little, you know, littler ones, they obviously need a little more attention. Uh, as they get older, they get a little more self-sufficient. And I got a cat, which I don't give a you know. It's not. It's I was gonna say I don't give a shit about. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but you know, it's my, you my cat. daughter's cat. You have a, you have a, a predator that just happens to live in your house. <laughs> I don't know what happened Murders. to him lately, man. He's Murders. been uh, for the past like week and a half. He's been hanging out inside. Uh, he hasn't gone outside at all. He probably got his ass. He hasn't murdered That's anything what I'm thinking. in a week and a yeah. half. Either that either that or I've seen a lot of hawks recently. Yeah, and maybe uh, he like maybe. was like he got hemmed up. Yeah, that's a big bird. <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking that he got hemmed up by like a one of the eagles or hawks out here. Yeah, so he's he like, all right, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna chill out inside for a little bit. Yeah, he was um, he probably got trapped under a car and the bird. So yeah, probably yeah. was coming at him. He's like, oh fuck. Yeah, exactly. So with all that pressure and all those different tasks, like, how do you find time? Do you structure time? Do you yeah, so you know, personally, look for? I've gone through a lot of different methods. You know, sometimes you, what's the word, gorge yourself in the hobby, and you pretty Binge. much ignore everyone and everything, and you just uh, you just sit down and you hobby for as much as you can. The opposite of balance, got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that was definitely more like when I first, uh, I, I guess when I first started getting back into the hobby, that was definitely how I was going right. about oh, it. yeah. You know, I would just yeah. disappear for like six, seven hours, you know, maybe four days out of the week and just be hobbying, putting shit together, building, painting. Uh, and that obviously didn't go over well with the wife, you know, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, definitely talks have happened. And it kind of turned into a, uh, I'll hang out with the family after work and then come around like eight o'clock. Everybody's kind of getting ready for bed. And uh, I would sacrifice, you know, one to four hours at eight o'clock of hobby time and then go to work the next day and then kind of rinse, Got repeat it. on the days that I can handle it. Uh, it. So it's kind of like back to that little triangle that I mentioned where it was like, you know, sleep. What is it? Sleep, work, money, I guess, or some shit sleep like that. Right. Hobby. Yeah. So right. sacrifice a little bit of sleep, get a little more hobby done. And that's kind of where it stayed. There's just now it's not as uh, abundant nowadays. Now it's like whenever I feel like it, you know, I'll sacrifice an afternoon or an evening of hanging out with the family to hobby instead. But usually it's like, okay, I'll just wait for when I feel like I get the hobby bug bite where it's like, yeah, I feel like hobbying. I'm just going to, you know. That's me. Yeah. Like once I hit over 2,000 points, it started to be like, okay, now I don't have like the immediate drive to need to build things. Right. And it's more right. like, okay, I have time to paint and I'm in the mood to paint. Right. 
So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's mainly about how you're feeling, right? So if you don't feel like hobbying, I'm not saying force yourself to hobby, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're the, the thing that I think people fail to understand or don't realize, especially if they're newer to the hobby, is that these models, I was going to say these paints, but, you know, <laughs> the paints don't last forever. But these models oh, yeah. are essentially going to last forever, right? You know, unless your fucking house burns down, you know, forbid. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Right, right. But, it, you know, these, these I've had models since I was like, you know, 13. You know, I've had these, and, you know, there's models older than my daughter. You're going to have them for a long, long time. And the yeah. hobby's not going anywhere. It's most likely always going to be around. And if it's not, I it's, mean, it's survived for the last thirty-five years. It's not going to yeah. go away before I don't, the next I don't think, release. Yeah, I don't think it's going away, and it's at its highest, its highest points uh, around this time. You know, maybe if you listen to the pod three years down the line, and Games Workshop finally went bankrupt, and we're all playing Tenth Edition for the rest of our lives. You know, maybe that's not the case, but we're hey, still all playing Tenth Edition okay. for the rest of our lives. So. <laughs> <laughs> Companies will continue to make models. Companies will continue to make paints. Right. Uh, you know, they're, they're, it, regardless of how technology changes and how technology moves forward, there is certain things, you know, because we talk about 3D printing, and I, I'm sure those of you who listen to us know about 3D Everybody knows about 3D printing at this point. And right. a lot of people talk about how 3D printing is going to be the end of the gaming industry. It's going to be the end of the modeling industry and no. all this stuff. It, that's That's... An interesting idea, but it's spoiler alert. Yeah, well, and, and spoiler alert. Objection unless hearsay. A, and <laughs> unless you have a, a four-year education in a very specific type of art, you're not going to be making your own models any you know anytime soon. And and I I realize that the technology has gotten better and that the training has become easier and that there's you know you can go watch YouTube tutorials on how to use Blender and all that stuff. But I went to school for illustration and a big portion of my schooling was spent in Maya and 3d studio max and um, which may not be words that people understand anymore, but those were old Hollywood level. Okay. They are. I, I know that I know that they're not as used anymore, but my, my little sister also went to school for the new one. Blender is the free one, but yeah, my little sister also use it though. Yeah. Well, because it's free. <laughs> well, yeah. It's free and you can watch YouTube tutorials on it. My little sister went to school for illustration and specialized in 3D design and development and works for a toy company designing 3D toys. She she does the 3D modeling and then somebody prints it with a resin printer and then it gets turned into a master and then it gets produced, mass, you know, mass produced. Her ability to use the technology is at a level where i feel like like it's a miracle like it can turn on a computer and we have a lot of the same basic education it's the fact is that's what she specialized in that's what she's really good at that's what she's focused on that's where her passion is she's going to be able to make miniatures or, or toys with her eyes closed as to where somebody like me who understands how the programs work and who did a bunch of 3d modeling back in the day, I can kind of cobble together something I might like, but I'm not going to turn around and produce something that looks better than a space Marine. It's not going to happen. One, two, I don't want to, I want to buy assemble and paint. 
And in, and the same thing goes for the painting side of it. The painting side of the hobby is never going to go away. Even if 3D printing completely replaces model companies, which I highly doubt would ever happen, but even if it were to, the paint side of the hobby is not going anywhere. You, you're not going to be able to 3D print your own paints. <laughs> you know? Hey, hey guys, I have a new machine that pre 3D prints soil. Okay, great. Like, why would you 3D print the base component? Like, paint is pretty much as basic as it gets. So painting's not going away. And painting, arguably, is a huge part of the hobby. Well, that, um, and then combine that with this, I, I learned that Amazon is actually actively working to sequester 3D printing printers on their website. Interesting. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Just the printers. Resin like and all that stuff, down. fair yeah. to go. Uh, They're think... basically slowly removing the brands off their platform and forcing them to sell direct from their own manufacturer. But it's under the planning that Amazon is going to then manufacture their own. Right. If That's Amazon what Amazon is... does. <laughs> but if Amazon is planning on manufacturing their own 3D printers, I guarantee you they're working on limited-use STLs to go with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You and can only print one, it like six times. You can only print it how many times? Whatever it is. You know, you'll buy a 10-pack of forks, and you'll be able to print plastic forks. Ten of them. Blam. Ten plastic forks. You're good. Yeah. Things like that. And that will be that will become kind of a, an industry standard soon after. Right? You guarantee it because, you know, that's how the businesses work. So 3D printing is such a weird thing because 3D printing is the dream of a post-scarcity market. And the biggest example of a post post-scarcity market we can talk about is star trek star trek has food replicators you can just fucking go order whatever you want and it's done you can print it and the reason they have enough yeah like electricity and raw matter or whatever they use yeah Yeah. they never really go into exactly how it produces whatever it produces but it essentially combines a bunch of raw stuff and prints whatever you want well, at this point, if you've got the right type of 3D printer and you have the right type of raw material, you can 3D print organs. I mean, yeah. we're talking about miniatures, but you can 3D print human organs. You can 3D print food. You can 3D print houses. If a 3D printer exists and you have the right type of raw material, you can print it. And that's a part, you know, that, that, that's a post-scarcity idea in a capitalistic world, which is a weird we're at a weird crossroads. <laughs> it is a, it is a weird This place. is not Freakonomics, and this is not Joe Rogan's podcast, though, so we're going to move know, away right? from this topic. <laughs> I just, I just, that was the thought. As soon as I learned they were going to be manufacturing and selling their own 3D printers exclusively and not allowing other people to be sold on their, their platform, they're going to be selling STLs, and their only reason they're yeah. going to sell STLs is if they can guarantee they're going to have to buy them a second time. They're going to make it like a light, like their music license, where you can yeah. get and you can buy an album from them and you can pay for like a month or you can buy it outright and there's a different yeah, price Yeah, there will be there will be a, a repeated Speaking, use one kind of yeah. like Eve uh back in the day Eve online, well, it's still running, but Eve online has blueprints for item crafting and there's two kinds of blueprints. Yep. There's original copy blueprints, so there's original blueprints and you can print those many times as you want. You can manufacture. There's blueprint copies. So you want to ship yep but you don't want to pay an exorbitant amount for the blueprint to craft that ship a whole bunch of times. You pay for a one-off copy and then go manufacture it yourself rather than buying it. Of like 500 us dollars in ISP (laughs) or ISK or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I used to play Eve. Yeah. Um, But you remember it was, it was, it was either you, you buy the ship straight up and you pay whatever the market rate is for the ship 
or you yep. buy buy the either gather or buy the materials, which if you do it smartly is cheaper than paying for the ship outright. And then you buy the blueprint, yeah. copy the one off, you manufacture the ship yourself, and then three days later you, you have a ship for a fraction of what the market cost was. And then you hope to God you don't fucking die. Oh well, yeah, and then you or, hope to God or you your don't insurance die. is good. Or yeah. your insurance is good. Yeah, insurance but, for the battleship so, was the way to go. <laughs> so part of what Marky brought up or, or part of what you touched on was communication. So in a, in a relationship, even in a friend group, you have to communicate. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate your hobby needs and you have to communicate how you're going to hobby. That's, that's probably an important one, an important tip, I guess, in hobbying. Yeah. Hobby yeah, communication is definitely, uh, definitely key because I know plenty of friends that I have currently that, you know, they're married or they have kids and they're like, yeah, you know, I've been playing too many games this week or been playing too many games this month. You know, the wife, he's starting to get a little upset and I'm like, yep, totally relate. Totally know what you're talking about. You gotta, you gotta talk to him. You gotta talk to your significant other and be like, Hey, look, you know, I, I try to set at least, you know, one day a week to paint or hobby and one day a week to play or maybe yeah. two days, two days a month to play. Uh, expect that out of me. There could be more. And if there's more, I'm going to let you know, but expect at least, you know, two games a month and, you know, one day to hobby, you know, or one evening to hobby a week. That's kind of, that's kind of right. where, where I'm at right now. And obviously it'll differ between people. You know, if you don't have kids, you know, maybe you, know, you spend yeah. a little less time with your significant other, maybe your significant other's a little more independent, maybe not. So it, it all depends. And that's the other thing that, that, and that's part of that communication is, is figure out where your significant other is. My, my fiance likes her independent time. So she has no problem with the fact that I run a D and I, I run a Deadlands Noir game. I record a podcast and I hobby as long as I'm not overboard forsaking a tent, you know, per- personal time, personal relationship time there isn't a problem like she, cause she's going to go off and do her own thing too. And then sometimes the thing that we're going to go off and do on our own is something that we enjoy together. Like a couple of weeks ago, we went and saw one of our favorite bands together. And that was something that like was our hobby time, you know, in air quotes. And that just, that works out, you know, your wife plays. So obviously sometimes there's a little bit of crossover hobby right. time. Oh yeah. So uh, hobby time, game time. The other, the other thing is, you know, maybe you don't have a significant other. Yeah. And maybe your, your problem isn't so much balance, but inspiration or motivation to, to hobby. And sometimes that's just a, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, um, the, the words on the words on the tip of my tongue that fucking, they, they instill that shit in you. Motivation, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not motivation. The, uh. Guilt tripping? No, no. When <laughs> when you have to when you force yourself to do something, the the, the word is on the tip of my tongue. Drive. Right now, God damn it! It's right there. Discipline. Discipline. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Marky's word corner. <laughs> yes. This is we're playing word games. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have to have that mental discipline. You know, just like yeah, I say that Fortitude. like uh, like I have it because you know I haven't. It's not like I've been working out or anything. But you just got to have that mental discipline to hey, maybe I just paint one thing tonight. Maybe I just you know paint one color on ten models tonight, and you yeah. know take thirty minutes out of my day. Having that discipline to do that because it's not so much a 
oh, I need to balance the time that I have to hobby. It's more of like, oh, I got to have that motivation to hobby. And you don't always have that motivation, but sometimes you just got to work your way through yeah. it. And I, I went through that as well. That's back when I was like gorging myself in, in the hobby and I was painting like every night. I was basically just forcing myself, get this done, get this done, get this done. That's back when Tom and I were playing every Friday. And uh, we mm-hmm. kind of had like an unspoken rule of if you're going to put it on the table, it needs to be painted. And I was always trying new stuff. Tom was always trying new stuff. So I was constantly putting new models together, painting new models, putting it on the table. Tom would be like, oh, that's new. And I'm like, yeah, now I'm about to rip your ass apart, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was well, that's, back when I first started playing. You guys, yeah. I was yeah. Like building and painting shit like every. Yeah. Yeah, back when I was built, just starting with you guys, I was painting and building new stuff like every week or two. Yep, yep. Every time yeah. I get paid, I'd go buy more shit. Yeah, and that's definitely like that's the second half or or the second component of of all of this. Kevin, how you know, being that you moved very recently, uh, and I moved recent ishly, how have you been balancing your hobby life stuff? So my balance has been a very careful act of uh, making sure I can still pay my bills considering that I moved (laughs) from a very, very cheap local location to a farther away location. And then again, uh, out of that location, which was not as cheap as the previous location, (laughs) but uh, was cheaper than, than what I'm paying now. And now we have more bills. I'm now married. (laughs) That that's another layer of complexity to it, and yeah. I have a, you know, essentially a nine to five. It's a little different than that, but it's essentially that that idea. In order to facilitate hobby time, I actually negotiated getting off early on Fridays, so I'm sacrificing some of my work out of the triangle to make more room for hobby time like this. Luckily, Friday is super dead and doesn't, like, contribute much in the way of getting me a bonus, so I'm not losing too much. But, you know, there is a sacrifice yeah. being made there. And they're there, aware there is, that it, There is a decision to make. Yeah, and, you know, I did tell them, like, no, nah, it's a recording, a podcast. I'm not just, like, getting off to go fuck off, you know? Like, I, I did, right. I, they're aware of why I'm leaving work, you know, why they're scheduling for me to leave work. It's not that I'm like, oh, I'm going to dip out early. Is that cool, you know? It's it's there aware Kevin that just I leaves with a cheese just burrito. Leaves like three. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck it. Peace, I got guys. a cheese burrito. I'm out. Deuces, yeah. motherfucker. Early weekend. <laughs> fuck y'all. Right? Like, no, I'm not. Like, I almost feel like Knocks that over guy the, the water office. cooler. <laughs> uh, peace. <laughs> fucking Jim's like, fucking Kevin every week that motherfucker leaves early on Friday. Right. Must be nice. Must be nice. Ginger motherfucker. <laughs> <Right? laughs> But, like, that was something that I had to go into it knowing. Like, I went into my yeah. job interview knowing that, that was going to probably be an issue because the drive from where I work to down here is significant. And traffic on yeah. Friday night is brutal. Yep. Like, so, you know, went into my interview process. I was like, I understand, like, this is a request. I'm just asking for this. But I had to present it like I have kind of a second job in a way of recording this podcast. And it's, you know, this is the time it happens. and. This is what I would need yeah. to, to under the hive it. of madness. Make sure you listen and sign up for our Patreon. Yeah, to support <laughs> to support my not being to at support work. <laughs> Kevin's second job. <laughs> yeah, it's my second job. 
So, you know, Kevin, but work we have to was, pay you for you to call it a job. <laughs> I mean, but that's kind of the way Mark, you have to. Mark, give him like an extra Twizzler or something tonight, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can have a water, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll use two squares of toilet paper next time. Thanks, man. <laughs> two squares? Thanks, thanks. Two whole squares. Thanks for holding yourself one. back. Yeah. At least I'm not Tom using up a whole roll. He just uses the roll. He doesn't even use squares. He just grabs the roll and wipes his ass with it and then throws it in the toilet. That's how Tom wipes. He just grabs a roll of toilet paper. He's like, yeah, that'll, that'll work. But, um, so, you know, that was, that's one step that I've had to work into my balance mixture there. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's not, not to complain about it, but you know, that's one thing that you, you have to make a sacrifice somewhere. And then yeah, the, like my, my significant other, my wife, Summer, has been very gracious in understanding that it's a scheduled thing on Fridays, you know, and that's what it is. If I started showing up here three times a week, she would probably be mad. But, you know, rightfully so. That's it, It's not that I'm supposed to be spending that time with her, but it's that I am not doing, you know, if I'm coming down here three nights a week. So you're not spending that time with her. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not able to then do all the other things that I need to do: laundry, dishes, right. you know, getting the mail, like all the regular stuff that you have to do as an adult. You still have yeah. to get done. It's not. It's not like when you're a it's teenager li- working a part fast of the food triangle. job, living in your mom's yeah. basement or whatever, like being able to just fuck off whenever you want and come home mm. and and oh, whatevs. Yeah. Like I remember when I was working at Pizza Hut and I didn't do laundry for a month. Yeah. Because fuck it. <laughs> Well, I would. I, I was remember, in my work clothes. I remember at one point I worked. Yeah, that's the only thing I washed was my work clothes. Yeah, throw throw on that same pair of sweatpants with the Cheeto stain on it, and then uh, you know you just keep wearing those. Oh, man. They're I, not dirty. Well, I mean, I, I would it, wear. My, I only wear them. I at got night. it way worse. <laughs> yeah. I got it way worse. I was working. I was working at Hot Topic, and it would literally get to a point where like my most of you my just clothes buy were new dirty, clothes. and I would just buy new clothes at yeah. the end of my shift for the next day. <laughs> Cause fuck it. Right? That's how like, you end up with too many fucking shirts. By the way, oh, that's yeah. how you end up with like ninety shirts and four pairs of pants. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Oh, well, I like still fit into clothes from super far long back. So it was like it, I had so many clothes I didn't oh, need yeah. to do laundry. Oh, very dude, often. I, it was I great. Fluctuate like a fucking <laughs> like a what like a flounder like a fucking what what do you call those things? Puffer fish. A puffer fish. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let oh, him go with flounder. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm going. Yeah, flounder. dude. Now it, I know. What oh he's my god. About. I mean, there's jeans that I have so, that were like, but um. Yeah, so that's a weird. That, that's a weird part of of hobby life balance and and we can all appreciate this especially recently mm-hmm. and Kev, kevin and i definitely probably feeling the clinch more recently than marky but when one of the nice things is when you do have less responsibilities and you have more time to hobby you have more time to hobby one of the downsides of that is when you have less responsibilities and more time to hobby you generally don't have hobby space or so income going or money. from yeah. Yeah, or money but- going from you know here's my here's my shoe box full of paints to oh i can actually keep paints in one space is really nice but one of the things that that teaches you some of our listeners i know are in college right now um is you come up with a lot of like quick easy space saving mobile workstations and honestly even though i've got as you can see behind me i've got a drafting table i've got i've got two desks i've got studio space that I could dedicate to painting, I don't because I'm still a working artist. One and two, uh, I, it, a lot of it is podcast space. I still use a mobile painting station. It's gotten bigger, 
it's got more robust. It's gotten more complicated. But the idea of sitting next to my fiance on the couch watching television with her and mm-hmm. painting is is much more interesting to me than like locking myself in my little room and being like, <laughs> yeah. although I do yeah. that in the basement. Where my airbrush station is, I go down to the airbrush station and I'm like, I'm a little goblin. Airbrush <laughs> goblin. She'll say something. She'll, she'll shout something from the top of the stairs and I'll be like, <sighs> and I'm like, crawl under the table. <laughs> Are you airbrushing walk. again? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've I know what you're talking doing... about. The compressor is too loud. Finding ways to combine things is definitely a good way to help expedite the balancing process. When oh, I was yeah. building the nights for the wedding decorations, Summer and I built them. Wanted Each were building one right next to each other. So that way I could help her through the process because I had already built armatures. I kind of recognized, you know, the bits and stuff. So she'd be like, wait, right? what piece, which piece is this piece? You know, I'd be like, okay, What's so that's the inside joint bit? for this arm or, you know, something like that. Or, oh, wait, which, which way is up, you know? And I would, was working through my own at the same time. So I'd be like, oh, okay, so now we're taking these pieces and we're going to put them into these pieces. You know, and right. it's kind of like a good thing to combine the two, spending time with her and and hobbying at the same time. And that's perfectly valid. Like, you know, some people like to read a lot and some people don't like to read a lot. And But you still want to be near, you know, you still want to be near the person that you right. are choosing to spend the rest of your life with. So if they're going to read and you're going to paint, cool. You know, maybe you're going to read and they're going to paint. Maybe they watercolor paint. It's probably the best tip that Marky brought to the forefront is the communication side. Like you just, you got to talk, you got to talk and figure it out. Mine's been, even if it's with your friends, I'm like, Oh yeah. Don't look at this as just a significant other thing. Cause what, one of the hardest things to do as an adult is get a D and D game, like a role playing game to consistently run. Cause it's all communication and planning. You have to schedule with everybody. It's like the podcast. We had to, we, we even, screwed around a couple of times with like oh well let's record wednesday night okay that didn't really work let's record saturday no that doesn't really work we had to play around and find the balance the best schedule to record Mm -hmm. and it's still kind of hard to get going sometimes sometimes yeah like tonight we're missing tom (laughs) yeah Yeah, son of a bitch and a couple a couple of episodes ago we're missing me tom's out Enjoying the Renaissance Fair while we all work. No. <laughs> yeah, I was saying it, it must it must be nice to dress up as a so barbarian and fly remote control planes in whatever park he's hanging out in. You know. <laughs> God damn, Kevin! Uh, don't pull I, your punch at all, brother. Right. <laughs> I, I got I got to help set up for I got to help set up for Renfair. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By set so, up, I mean I'm going to fly my plane and run for <laughs> Marky, you had brought up earlier, uh, you kind of skirted around it, but you had brought up earlier the fact that, like, these models aren't going anywhere. You know, you bought them, you've mm-hmm. assembled them, they're in your collection, they're not right. going anywhere. And I think that's, so you had, how did you phrase it to me? You, you asked a really well-thought question. You said, hey, isn't it nice to not be in the rush anymore Mm -hmm. without getting into a lot of detail. We were involved with leading up to try to record a crusade with some friends of ours. Um, And there was a lot of pre-production that had gone into it. And uh, I had to change the army that I was going to do what four times. Yeah. (laughs) And, and it was, it was at a point where I couldn't even, I would get like four guys painted and I'll fully admit, I do not paint 
the fastest. I have, I, I'm an older player. I have a tendency to lean kind of towards the heavy metal side, even though I'm not a very good heavy metal painter. I have a tendency to treat it that way. I paint each individual. If there's, if there's six armor panels, I might paint all of them a slightly different shade of blue or something. That's just the style. It's, it's how I was brought up in playing the game. And as much as I go the Blanchetsu style nowadays, I still start with that super heavy, complicated base. I paint independent armor panels. And that's, I guess, my fault. <laughs> but at the same time, as your question pointed out, it's, it's, it's not, also your hobby. It's my hobby. Yeah. It's not yeah. my fault. That's the way that I want to paint. Um, and that that killed me, man. Switching yeah, four armies so, in like three weeks fucking yeah. drove so, me so I nuts. Think what, I think what Ryan's talking about is uh, when I was talking to everybody, the way that the game is now is because the game is so popular and things are more on the competitive side from what I've seen, from what I've talked to a lot of people about. I mean, when you met somebody, um, and this is all old head stuff, so sorry if you're a newer player. It was just things were a little different back then. Not that it was better or worse. It was just different. It's different, yeah. But, you know, back in the day when you met somebody and you played Warhammer, they were they were like Kevin. They they were like, Long dude, time. lore. I'm all about Warhammer. Yeah, I like, Warhammer. like, oh yeah, this guy, this is fucking Sergeant Buck, and you know, this is this is my lore. This is the lore he that I love. The... And they unload this stuff on you because they have no one else to unload this stuff on. There was, right. you know, the internet was not not as you know, the internet was obviously there. You didn't have anybody to talk to about something that you were super passionate about. So back then when you met somebody and they were, you were passionate about it and you would talk to them about it, like there was days where I would play my buddy and we'd talk about lore and play games for like, like 16 hours straight, sleep for like six hours and then get back to it. It's like our Vegas trips. Exactly. Like I flew out to, I believe it was uh, Tennessee to, to do that with my buddy that we used to play um, all the time. And uh, n- nowadays, and, and because of that, because people you were playing with were so few and far between you weren't rushing to get the next meta thing out there. And obviously the competitive scene was way, way less, uh, way, way less of a slower. Yeah. It was way slower. You know, armies would, the same army would be winning a tournament for like two years. Uh, I mean, I could be talking out of my ass right now, but that's tip. That's kind of how I felt it was from what I heard. I wasn't a competitive player back then. I would play a tournament. I mean, there would be a couple of tournaments. Like, there, well, there would be a tournament a year. A tournament was not a weekend event. A tournament was like in January until May. <laughs> we're going to play a tournament. And, and you would coordinate. You would talk. Yeah. You'd fucking figure out in the schedule. You weren't playing a game every other day. You were playing... You know, or that, you mean that, every couple hours or three games that a day, might, yeah. yeah, that might be, that might be three, three games a day, four days of playing in a six month period. Yeah. And like, like that was just it. That was how you got, that was how the tournament worked. That was it. I mean, that was how they were being organized. Anyway, I'm but sorry. Yeah. I mean, no, you're good. Yeah. I mean, you weren't rushing to get things done. You were enjoying the painting side of it. You were enjoying the lore. You were kind of, uh, you know, slow, slow burning the 40k candle now it's like because gw just pushes shit out and just there's constant you know changes to to rules and lore and 
everything's just getting pumped out and like this unit's good now. And you're like, Oh, that's a badass looking unit. And then three months later, there's another unit that's slightly better. Uh, and then your unit gets nerfed and you're like, Oh, I'm going to buy these now. And you're not even done painting the first ones that you bought and you're not getting to enjoy that. And so yeah. the speed of the hobby is now at a way different pace and it's a little bit harder, you know, the work life hobby balance is a lot harder to maintain nowadays than it was back then when, you know, you would get a codex every three years or some shit. Yeah. Third edition crept into three, third and a half edition. And then a fourth edition rule book came out, but most of the army still used third edition codexes. I think all the way like up to like this, fifth. Yeah. This whole idea of, Oh, it's eighth. You know, here's your eighth codex. Oh, now here's your psychic awakening. All of that's yeah. new, very new. Yeah. Um, and not, not and, that and it's to, bad, and to a lot, it's just different. Yeah. And to a lot of players, it's not new. And and I, I, awesome. There There is nothing cooler in a fandom, be it music, be it gaming, be it video games, be it anything. And yeah, then seeing than it new grow. Yeah, yeah. Grow and have new fans and yeah. just new things that you're seeing. Like being able to see something like a starty. Like we didn't get like there's so many things now. Right, you know how yeah, long I was waiting for things ass. like Astartes to right. even be a thing. Right, what we got was the yeah. first Dawn of War game. That was like that the was, only <laughs> that was the game changer. Yeah, that, and, and it was like a fifteen. Yeah, and, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that was what brought Warhammer to the United States. Right, I think that was yeah, Americans' was really... biggest exposure was Dawn of War, yeah, the franchise probably. starting. They, well, because that was our first RTS. Every other one had been t- uh, turn based at that point. No, Donna. Oh, oh, oh! For Warhammer, I got you. I was for like, Warhammer. nah, dude. Starcraft. <laughs> no, no, no. For for Warhammer, I had been playing Warhammer tabletop for a while when Dawn of War came out. But I think you're right. Now yeah, that I same. think about it, Dawn of War and the beginning of the Horus Heresy Black Library was big. Not the big was the initial like the floodgate kind of kind of trickled over to America. The major change and and like economically like you can look at at sales records and a bunch of other stuff and you can track it the major explosion was covid covid had a massive surge in warhammer players because there it's it's a hobby that you can spend a lot of time working on that can put you in a different headspace yeah painting miniatures can go sit and be very zenny six feet away from somebody very much so yeah yeah, and a lot changed from about Psychic Awakening on into Ninth Edition. There's been a lot of push and a lot of new model, and it's dope. It's so cool to have all these choices, and it's so awesome to see all these players, and it's so cool to get into all these different conversations. But it's also overwhelming, and it's very, overwhelming because very fifteen, overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, fifteen years ago, if you had asked me, who's the most celebrity person that would ever play Warhammer 40k I wouldn't tell you an actor I mean I would I would have assumed that actors played but I would have also assumed an actor never would have said they played yeah I don't even know when Robin Williams was uh, realized to be to play 40k I think that was maybe what like that was like a secret eight years ago yeah that people found out and it was like right after he died probably yeah no I think it was a little bit I believe Oh, maybe. So the the first gaming group that I was part of, the Grey Knights, before that word carried the weight that it carries now, the Grey Knights existed as a faction or, or as a lore bit. You know, when we said it back then, we didn't mean the, the Space Marine faction because that wasn't really a thing yet. There was a handful of guys that played that were at like a whole other level. 
Uh, there is a dude who is a lawyer in San Bernardino Valley who had, and this was, I'm talking about like early 2000s. He had LEDs inside of his Land Raiders. He That's paid cool. somebody yeah, who knew how to do it to install. Like this is it. So there were people who had a lot of money that played the game. There were people who had a lot of influence that played the game, but like, I never would have been like, Oh yeah. Ed Sheeran plays. Oh yeah. Henry Cavill plays. Oh yeah. Uh, Ang Angsel Mount, not Angsel Mount. The kid from fucking the kid with the cool name from the Kingsman. He plays Iggy? like I, I, yeah, whatever the, the actor, the actor's name, I which I can't I don't remember. Know the actor's name. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things where like, that's it's dope. It's fucking cool as shit. But 15 years ago, I never would have thought I, I wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, well, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I never would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, Ed Harris plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got like WWE wrestlers now that are like all yeah, like 40K. It's, and, oh, it's yeah. cool. That one girl it's, that dresses up as uh, yeah. dresses up as 40K. Yep. Yeah. It's super cool. Like, don't get me wrong, but it, it definitely put pressure an overwhelming amount of pressure on kind of like the, the, the rush to get models painted and out on the table, which yeah, yeah. definitely now, burned now, me yeah. out about nine, about six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> really bad. And but, these guys saw it. Yeah. These guys get, saw me burn out pretty hard to, to get back on that. I mean, there, there's no reason to burn yourself out. I mean, I, I've burned myself out, but there is no reason. I, learn from my yeah. mistakes, you know? Our, yeah, there, our there's mistakes. no Yeah, there's no reason to burn yourself out. The hobby is not going anywhere. These models will la out probably outlive all of us. <laughs> Billy's still going to be around when Kevin's, you know, fucking getting my <laughs> worms in the ground. Ideally, <laughs> I will give Billy to my children. Exactly. And Billy will continue to conquer post Reju. Yes. yes, he just got another Reju, but he's post kicking ass. <laughs> and, and I mean, th th and I think about how like the feels good that that gives you of like being able to pass yeah. down something that was so special to you to like your kids if you ever plan on having kids, or maybe even passing it on to somebody else, and just knowing that you know Billy's out there somewhere, you know, giving some kid joy because you gave your you know your army to some kid because you're like you know I'm probably yeah. never gonna play again. You know, all my all my friends passed away or some shit, and like, um, I, <laughs> or maybe you keep building. Dude, I'm gonna be. It's like a starter Pokemon backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some shit. I don't know. I'm gonna be the old man in Ronin, fucking painting miniatures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that so that that's something important. Painting miniatures. This hobby is not new. This hobby is very old. Pewter miniatures go back. Well, I, very old is probably not a good word for it, but but pewter miniatures, metal miniatures, modern miniatures, the the idea of modern miniatures definitely goes back to like pre-Civil War. And I'm yeah. sure there was something that existed before that that these evolved out of. The idea of taking a, a little facsimile and painting it up, you know, spending a lot of time on it is is new. And when part of part of this is that the word game and the word hobby need to not be bad words. They need to not have a negative connotation. If you put a bunch of love and experience into the hobby of painting miniatures, you're creating an art, a piece of art. And what Marky and Kevin are talking about, Billy, as silly as it is, and as much as we like kind of joke around and, and talk shit 
you know, good shit, but talk shit about Billy. Billy at the end of the day is a work of art. It's a collaborative work of art between mm-hmm. Mark and Kevin. They've yeah. both put a lot of effort and a lot of energy into making that miniature a fucking showpiece. And that's okay. It's it's also okay to have a 2000 point army painted in a week so you can go to a tournament. Mm-hmm. 100%. But if you're like me and it's going to take you Two Years. weeks to paint fucking 20 gene stealers? Take two, oh, two weeks, weeks to paint 20 gene stealers. Yeah, I mean, it took me years to get a fully painted army. Like, that's not, and that that's yeah. a normal thing. Like, that was not oh, yeah. a, uh, un, that was not an uncommon thing back in the oh, day. Yeah. Now, now that, it's a little that, uncommon. <laughs> now, now if it takes you more than between one tournament to get an army built and painted, you're slow. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder how much of that is Games Workshop. So back in the day, there yeah. wasn't a point penalty for having a gray army. There were right. tournament there were tournament organizers that were dicks who said you couldn't play. That that's always existed. Mm. There are DMs who are dicks and say if your fucking D and D miniature is not painted, you can't play. That type of elitism has always existed. But yeah. when I, the I think game, the big thing that we're trying to convey yeah. is that try to enjoy if you if you enjoy those aspects of the hobby enjoy all aspects of the hobby don't force yourself to do something to try to enjoy one part of the hobby try to enjoy the entire experience the hobby is an experience it's a happy experience it's not like you're playing a game and you're you know it's everything's gonna get left behind it's like this these things will always be here i mean unless you're trying to play competitively or trying to chase a specific meta then i mean obviously that's and that's what makes you happy then that's what makes you happy but enjoy the painting side of the hobby enjoy the building side enjoy the creation enjoy the lore and you can always enjoy the game the game's always going to be here or even if you don't yeah and i was gonna say your hobby balance could be getting fast (laughs) or if you just if your hobby is just playing the game if, even if it's not meta, but it's mm-hmm. just pe- playing the game. Right. There's nothing wrong with commission painting your army. Oh no! Oh not yeah. At all. Because oh, it's yeah. your it's your hobby. Exactly. Who cares? Like, oh, you didn't paint them, but they look badass. So cool. Yeah. But they look, as long as as long as you're happy with it at the end of the day, that's that's on yeah. you. It's your hobby. Don't let anybody tell you how to enjoy your hobby. Yeah. yeah. And as much as we're all well, as much as. We're, yeah, I guess we are, we're all kind of identifying we're slow painters. As much as we're all slow yes. painters, that doesn't mean that everybody's slow painters. That doesn't mean that we're the normal. There are people who can bust out amazing paint jobs with an airbrush in a three-week period. And honestly, fucking amazing. I love that shit. I think it's cool. I, I think it's dope. I wish it was a skill that I had because it looks really good. But it's also not necessarily where I enjoy painting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, you know, who, who I was knows, able to build and why. paint a Bane blade in 48 hours. Yeah, it's because you're crazy. But also, <laughs> I had a drive, and because we had a game coming up, and I wanted to surprise everybody with it. Yeah. So I was yeah. doing it on my own. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, and I'm having... gonna get a Bane blade and paint it in 48 hours just to see if I can. It was, you know yeah. what? We've got a game coming up, and how funny would it be if I showed up with a Bane blade? And that, that but touches I've got on the money, so I might as well. <laughs> and then I did it. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. That touches on that discipline 
stuff mm-hmm. that, that Mark was talking about. So yeah, there is a discipline to painting and there's a ritual to painting and it can get really easy. And I'll fully admit this. It can get really easy to be so out of painting that you just don't even want to try. And yeah, there that's, does that's currently me, but that's yeah. also because I'm going to have to strip down some nights before I can repaint them. I'm like, Oh, well that's yeah. a process. It turns into a huge job and you start looking at it with like this, uh, that and we're still trying to put away wedding decorations, right? Because I don't, I don't yet have a full hobby space. I now have a well, at least it's not in a tub under the bed. Now yeah. it's a shelf in a like closet. Yeah, I had but my it's, stuff, but it's it's only graduated so far. It hasn't. Yeah, the the hobby's really grown for me once I definitely had my own space. But hobby's before nice. that, it was like my stuff was in my garage in a big tub, all yeah. th- thrown together. Yeah, yeah. Also, if that's how you're keeping your stuff right now, cool. That's how we all kept our stuff forever. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's a matter of using what you have. Like yeah, back in the day, exactly. my my the joke was like that I'm I showed up with my Imperial Guard army packaged in food containers because I it was. I had red red vines tubs and I would just take my guardsmen and just put I like them how, in the bucket. I like how he starts off with like back in the day. And I'm like, okay, so nineteen ninety four. All of my stuff was in food containers. I'm like, Kevin, that was like right before I moved to Iowa. Yeah. But, and that's because that's what I had. I used vegetable containers that you get from Costco. Yeah. When you're like, oh, can I get some boxes to take that? And they give you the giant. Yeah. I mean, my my brother still stores his stuff in, um, in like his Jordan shoe boxes. Yeah. I have, um, (laughs) you can take two basilisks and put them nose to nose Mm -hmm. and it fits in a van. In a van's shoebox. Oh, there you go. Because the vans are kind of skinnier. Yeah, yeah. But that's about the width of a basilisk. So I can put two basilisks in a in a each shoebox. Yeah. I mean, I still have some of my stuff. I have I think I have like my three land raiders, two predators. I have that in a Tupperware tub. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I am just starting to figure out and decide and and you know, for whatever this is worth, I'm 39 years old i am just starting to find the things that stack well and store stuff the way i like for my hobby mm-hmm. like in, and, a, in and, a, a order that is and it's that convenient and it's that fucking netflix shows fault. <laughs> is it the the container girls the does this bring organizing joy? girls no 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 the the uh, two girls from orange county that organize people's lives Oh, the organ, yeah. The organizing I show. I think that, yeah, it's the, the, all they do is go around and organize yeah. people. Yeah, it's their fault. I, it's products that they talked about that I was like, I'll try it. Fine, I'll try it. And then I tried it, and I'm like, oh, they've got a point. They're like, oh, that works pretty good. <laughs> this is some good shit. Almost at the beginning of the episode, in, in, in Patreon, and we stopped it because it had to do with the hobby, I have been using, like, tackle boxes and, like, secondhand bot stuff to store bits for years. And I went from that to these HDX Home Depot boxes that I really loved. And then they discontinued the HDX Home Depot boxes. Of course I did. However, my bits collection is outgrowing those boxes. So now I'm looking at, uh, I I found another solution and just, I just bought a giant fucking tub of bits and I'm investing in bits solutions. So I'll, I'll try to, Post up some pictures of what I'm using. Yeah, yeah. I think I uh, the wife had just bought me some like Hobby Lobby, like containers, organizer trays. Yeah, organizer trays. Nice. Dude, That's where the, I throw uh, all my bits. 
there's these things called, I think they're called like really easy boxes or stupid easy boxes or something. Really useful box. Yeah. I think I was like, it's a really, it starts with really. It's really useful box. Ninjon suggested it and these container girls suggested it like maybe a week later. So I watched his painting video and I'm like, oh, those, those look neat. And then my fiance watches the organizing show, which I can't remember the fucking name of. And they talked about him and I'm like, hmm. And then I bought him. And I was like, holy shit, this is like the best thing ever. None of this stuff, I mean, we don't we don't have a solution to it. And it's there's about definitely making it work. Yeah. And there's definitely it's really gratifying as a painter and as a player to play a game against somebody whose army is fully painted and to see all of that happening. It's a very nice like achievement. However, I have so much fun playing the game that if somebody shows up with gray army, cool. You know, if you show up with a gray army, if you show up with gray space Marines for a year and then you show up with gray, something else, something else for a year and then you show up with, and then you come back with, and then your space and then space Marines come back into focus and you show up with your same gray space Marines. And it's like year three or four. I might start to be like, hey, you should prime those. At least yeah. prime them so I know what chapter they are. Well, I mean, it was kind of it kind of goes back to the unsaid rule that Tom and yeah. I had where if you, whatever you plan on putting on the table, you will paint. I mean, eventually when you get to that point where you have a 2,000-point army and now you're like, okay, well, now I'm going to start dabbling in some other right. stuff. Now I got some intercessors. Now I got some eradicators. You know, prime them, base them, get the get their base colors on, and then put them. And then that gives you an excuse to at least get it started, so you can yeah. put them on the table, and you can be like, "Hey, I at least have them." You know, and at, it's part of table that, ready, and it's part of that ritual of discipline and that ritual. If you spend two hours a week painting, if you just say, "I'm going to dedicate two hours a week to painting," you'll get you'll get a lot done. The other thing to keep in mind with the hobby is and this this is I think just an overall art tip. Let's all give a tip or two as we wrap up here. An art tip, a writing tip, and anything tip is you have to get the bad stuff out. You you can't when you sit down to write your first piece of lore, your first short story, when you sit down to sketch your first sketch, when you sit down to paint your first model, it's not going to be good. And that's okay. That's needed. You've got to one experiment. And that's really what you're doing. You're experimenting, you're throwing things down, you're trying to push your limits, you're trying to push the hobby, you're trying to figure out where you can go with it. You got to do that. Everyone has to do that. You've got to crawl before you can walk. You got to walk before you can run. So don't feel like you have to be a golden demon winner right out the gate because the Books are full of golden demon winning paint jobs. Be realistic. Games Workshop has pro painters that work for the company. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Don't don't, if, don't compare yeah. yourself to others. Be realistic and take yeah. your first steps. You, you yeah. think the Sistine Chapel was painted by a scrub? No, it was painted <laughs> by a fucking masterpiece. Do you think Rome was burned in a day? <laughs> just, just say. I don't know. I feel like it burned for three or four at least. <laughs> <laughs> It's always my favorite. Like Rome wasn't burnt in a day. Yeah. I I think my second tip would be anything you do, uh, be it writing, be it painting, (laughs) be be it exercising, be it reading, anything you do takes intent and ritual. And it probably sounds a little weird. 
but other people call it discipline. Other people call it schedule, you know, whatever you want, but yeah, you're performing witchy, witchy explanation. Yeah, I know it's my witchy <laughs> bullshit. You're, you're performing a ritual. You're going through a set of circumstances in order to better yourself. And I you're like, you're not going to be able to, well, if you're young enough, I guess you might be able to, but you're not going to be able to do 250 pushups in under five minutes on on Tuesday because you decide oh, I've never done a push-up before in my life. I'm just going to do it. But if you spend time investing in doing push-ups, you can get there. You're not going to be able to paint an entire army, an entire 2,000 point army in a year unless you start trying to paint a 2,000 point army in a year. Yeah, and, I know, went from having never painted yeah. a Warhammer model and like my first, the only t- experience I had like model painting was old uh, planes that I had painted when I was a kid. But right. that was from the little glass testers paint, mm-hmm. like jars, mm-hmm. like the, the really old oil paint. Oh yeah, it was oil paints, and like I didn't know about thinning paints or any of that, so they came out looking terrible. Like that that uh, that meme that goes around with the super bad painted Space Marine with his face looking all deformed and all. Do you still super love ba- me, brother? Do you still love me, brother? Yeah, that one. Like that's how all of my paints looked. I mean, but that was when I was a kid, and then because of that, it turned me off of painting forever and that's actually one of the other reasons i never got started on warhammer i was like man i paint yeah. like a fucking amateur like that it's gonna look terrible and but I if you didn't. don't but if you don't paint past the terrible you're not gonna get to good exactly and you're probably and this is just like as a working professional art well and not that i do it anymore now i'm an engineer but as somebody who has and who periodically works as a professional artist i hate most of my own work and you guys mm-hmm. like it. You guys like my logos. You, you, you know, not only the you people know the, in the, the cast, problems. right? Like I know which specific guardsman that I don't like because yeah. I fucked up a paint job. I'm like, nah, yeah. his fucking belt bleeds onto his pants too much. And we probably don't note it. We've and probably I've, never pointed. I have it out. so many guardsmen you're never gonna get. Like you could grab a handful of them and be like, which one is it? Yeah. Oh, I could find but, it. No. And, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, eventually. It. But and. Yeah, all, all it took was for me to to finally commit to doing it. Yeah. To exactly. to commit to painting. And I was I, I surprised myself with how good my first like batch of guardsmen came out. Dude. And my first Lehman Russ with the camo and everything on those chimera that first chimera came out so well purely because I actually just sat down and, and dedicated it. my time to it. I got in the mood. I was like, I'm gonna paint these guys. I had been, you know, I had been, I grew up near the military base. I had a mental picture of kind of what it wanted to look like. I put right. on a movie to inspire me. I was watching Starship Troopers. I got super into it. Oh, yes. And I like just went at it full force and I dedicated my time to it. So it's like, yeah. that's, that, I that's, guess that's, that's my, my, my thing is just don't half ass it. Like if you're going to commit yeah. to the hobby, commit to the hobby. And you can, like we said, we can, you can blend it with other things, but don't compromise the hobby by being like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, on a road trip. I'll paint in the car. Like, that's not the right way to try to maximize your hobby time. I mean, good on you. If you can paint in the car, cool. But you're not going to be in the right environment to completely dedicate to that. Or headspace. Yeah, the headspace. You'll be distracted. So that... That's a good point. I think your second tip there that you may not have even realized was prepare your environment. You put on a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put on a movie, you know, whatever like that. And then, you know, put on a movie, put on a lore video, whatever it happens yeah. to be that you want to do. Listen to our podcast. 
listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we man. have. Oh, we have, imagine that. There's a this podcast. This is episode you can like to. 56 or 57. That's a hey, lot of I hours paint, of podcast. To I paint could probably to. <laughs> paint 300 conscripts before running out of podcast. Yeah, Seal, listen to the fucking podcast. Yeah, Seal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's listening to a bunch of lore books. I can't fault her for yeah. listening to lore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Considering we're a lore podcast. I guess that's my other one is like, I haven't been super building and painting, but I have been reading books again. Oh yeah. I've been, I'm in a, I'm in a pretty and big, so, well, I'm, like, I'm listening to them, but I'm in a pretty big. Immersing myself in the world is still yeah. contributing to my hobby time in a way, you know, it's not exactly, but it still keeps the juices moving and it's still, and it reminds me of like, oh yeah, I think I like that little concept that I use in this book and I'll put that into my lore for my army or something. Mm-hmm. There's always well, little other things you can do that are that can feed towards your hobby that aren't direct the hobby yeah we're talking about the tactile experience of the hobby right now the modeling and the and the painting mm-hmm. but we're a lore podcast and we're a creative writing podcast so creative oh, yeah. writing it's a huge part of the hobby oh, especially yeah. for us especially for our focus and that's it you're on a road trip that probably would be a good time to like write while you're in the car or, you know, brainstorm or, or whatever, yeah. listen, listen to other things and get some new ideas, you know, write things down that that is a good way to do it. Just make sure you're in the right place for what you're trying to achieve, I guess, yeah. is the way to go about it. What about you, Mark? Yeah, my my tip for I don't want to say for the people that know me, but because I mean, not not everybody. I'm not a very open person, uh, but I'm a little bit of a pessimist. Um, I see a lot of the bad. So I try to. I try to force myself to to have people look at things in a positive way because my negativity is not a great thing and I don't like it. So I oh, try I to that. yeah, Kevin's a very positive. I try to surround myself by positive people. Um and I try not to bring people down. I only bring I bring myself down, but you know, I try not to bring other people down. But my my point is remember why you get into the hobby? Uh, and what a hobby is. A hobby is something to enjoy. A hobby is something to experience. And you want that to be a positive and happy experience. Yeah. And with everything that goes on and, you know, not to get all, you know, what is it? Soppy? Soapy? Sappy. Sappy. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Sappy. Thank you, Kevin. It's my, <laughs> my Kevin's dictionary over here that, that helps me out with my words and Ryan as well. Not to get too sappy, but... Uh, you know, with everything that goes on in the world and all the negativity that goes around and the negative people in this world, and you're trying to look for escape when you know when you play games, when you read books, when you surround yourself with you know friends and positive people, you're trying to trying to enjoy and gain that positive thing in your life because you know come Monday you got to go back to work and that shit sucks. So <laughs> in, in, enjoy the hobby. You know, don't, don't, I can't say don't rush it because that's not, if you, you maybe you enjoy, it, yeah, don't force it. Maybe I guess it'd probably be the better yeah. way of it. Of, of don't saying go it. outside of your confines. If you're a slow painter, don't feel like you have to be a fast painter. If you're a fast don't painter, don't paint. feel like you need to be a slow painter. I mean, no. yeah. Don't feel like, oh, I should slow down and take more time. If you paint yeah. fast, then you paint fast. That's yeah. what it is. I mean, unless that's what you're striving for, right? Oh, so, right. Set your own goals. Right. Yeah, exactly. So remember why you started the hobby. Remember to enjoy it. That is that is probably the biggest thing I can I can say for people getting into the hobby or that are in the hobby and maybe they're struggling a little bit. Just remember why why you got into it in the first place. Maybe to yeah. feed a little bit off that, it's okay to take a break. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's 100%. I guess that's, that's one thing that we didn't like. You hinted on like the the models will always be there. The game should exactly. be there for a long time. Right. But we never outright said it. Like if you need to take a break, put your models away and don't play or yeah, think don't about look it for at them. a while. Yeah. Go ahead. The game will be here. The community will be here, and nobody's gonna fault you for being like. You know, yeah. I just didn't have the time for it for a while. No, not at all. I stayed relatively heavy into the lore. In fact, mm-hmm. in the writing side of the lore, but I stopped playing in 5th edition. Mark, you stopped playing 6th edition, didn't pick back up until 8th? Yeah, right? I, well, I, I didn't, I stopped playing. I played every edition, but I took big breaks, breaks. between yeah. editions. And stuff. Essentially, yeah. and it, it I was happens. on a break my entire life until 8th edition. Mm. I was all about lore and never yeah. was on the game side of it. Yeah. yeah, And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. It, it, it's just how you enjoy the storytelling, how you, how you, I'm sorry. It's how you enjoy the part of the game that you're into. If you're into the storytelling side, enjoy the storytelling side. I think to wrap it up, guys, if you don't mind, yeah. one of the reasons that we started the painting contest, one of the reasons that we got into it, one is it's fun. You know, all of the like great British Bake Off, Ink Master, Is It mm-hmm. Cake, pick one of those shows. They're fun. It's reality TV. I get it. It's some people make fun of it for being stupid or whatever, but like, honestly, that's sh- it's fun. It's fun to see people forged in fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a good one. like right? expressing themselves through the thing they're passionate about and competing and competition is okay. The reason that we started the painting contest is we wanted to play around with the idea of challenging people, challenging ourselves, challenging everybody in the community, but also it's a soft deadline and soft deadlines are important. Mm-hmm. A hard deadline, and to define really quickly, a hard deadline is have 2,000 points painted by the tournament, which starts June 1st. It is, it's May, by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be May something. It's going to be what, May 9th is when the episode drops? Whatever, what is Wednesday? Somebody told me. Rescue uh, me, I'm floundering. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 11. So May 11th. <laughs> so by the time you guys hear this episode, it'll be May 11th. Um, that's a fucking hard deadline. You have three months to paint a model for a contest where you, where you could win a, a cool little Tiddly silly trophy, trophy that we made up. That's a soft deadline. And, and it's, it's, you know, it take three months, enjoy it. But mm-hmm. it also serves a purpose. It serves a function. And the reason that our, the reason that we change the theme all the time is, yeah, you can keep as a painter, at least for me, and obviously for other painters, because Ninjon did an episode about this at one point in his career. Marky, I know you've mentioned this as well. At a certain point in your painting hobby, you're going to hit a point where you're just like, well, well, shit, I am so done painting space marines or orcs. I need something different. And that's why our challenge changes. If you want to use our challenge, and we've been pretty open with everybody in our community, if you want to use our challenge to meet whatever deadline that you have for yourself, we're totally cool with it. You want to make sure that you're painting nothing but your Space Marine Army throughout everything and you want to use our challenges to do it, fine. However, if you need that break, we're going to do a fantasy challenge. We're going to do a hero challenge. We're going to do a orcs only challenge we're going to do these these things that are specifically designed to break your mind out of whatever you know rut you're in to experiment and play differently and when we come back and judge it we're going to judge it in two different ways and those of you who have already listened to us 
or have already seen the episodes, you'll totally understand. Those of you who compete in the contest will understand. Marky and I have a tendency to very much judge a little bit more on a technical basis. And Tom and Kevin have a, a more like artistry. It's the only way I can kind of think of it. It's more like a gut artistry feel way of judging. Mm -hmm. And it's not because we're trying to tell you guys how to paint. It's we're giving you that flavor. We're giving you that mixed critique of how it actually works. Sometimes a model is going to stand out and it's going to be my favorite. And I'm speaking for myself now. It's going to be my favorite and I might not give it my top vote because I don't think it, it's not hitting whatever technical thing I'm looking for. That whatever doesn't mean I don't set forth to judge fucking with. love yeah. it. <laughs> That's just, and, and again, we're not, the reason that we designed it and the reason that we do it the way that we do it is to kind of set these like soft expectations and these soft deadlines because we just, we, we want to encourage, we want to see growth. And I fucking love seeing the same group of painters come back each time. You guys blow me away. Like the advances you guys make on your own work. It's so inspires gnarly. the shit out of me. It's I show it so to my gnarly. coworkers. That that's yeah. actually one of one of my favorite things is going to work and being like, so you know that painting contest, right? <laughs> and my coworkers like, yeah. I'm like check out this new one. <laughs> and he'd be like, you paint that? I'm like, nah, man. This is just one of the people that listens to my podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, I I I think you know obviously this is the, the the hobby is very important, and we spend a lot of time talking about the creative writing side. Uh, we do try to come back to hobby stuff every once in a while. It's very very important, and it's this stuff is important to mental. I guess that's that that's probably the thing that we we've unspokenly said the entire time. Hobbies and games and storytelling are all about mental health. You know, you're, you're trying to Zen yourself out. You're trying to recenter yourself. You're trying to get into a positive headspace. When, when you get burnt out, when you hate everything you're doing, when the hobby isn't working for you, it can be very bad. It can be a very, very burnt out, nasty place. That's where I was when we started kicking around the concept of doing this episode. And it was, um, I said his name like four times this episode, not intentionally, but it was Ninjon who suggested something. And then these guys who encouraged me to actually do that, that broke my rut. And it's the whole reason that I started, I, I started painting fantasy stuff again. And it's not that I'm playing Age of Sigmar or fantasy because I'm not, but it's just different. It's different from painting Tyranids. It's different from painting 2,000 points of Tyranids. It's different from painting 2,000 points of Eldar. It's, I painted fucking three trolls. I had, it was a blast. It was so much fun. And honestly, it inspired me to do a bunch of crazy shit with my 40k painting and it's so dumb because it's i didn't move away from the hobby <laughs> like, i didn't do something completely different it was such a small change but it was so mentally relaxing and it centered me back to where i needed to be with the hobby so thank you guys by the That's way good for man encouraging me to actually do that and not kill myself <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm currently on a hobby break we're wrapping the podcast up obviously but uh yeah. don't be afraid to delve into your other hobbies person i didn't talk about it much i probably should have but i cycle between different hobbies whether it's paintball or video games or 40k or oh, yeah. board games seasonal hobbies are definitely a thing mm -hmm. yeah uh, tom and i have both been are one of our other hobbies is working at the renaissance fairs yep. and we've been busy with that yep and uh, I mean, and it takes time and effort. And obviously, I would love to play more Warhammer. 
but I'm busy doing something else that I also enjoy doing. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, then it changes. For a while, I was an avid snowboarder, so all of my free time was spent doing that hobby instead. You know, it's just and, a matter of balancing it with Warhammer. <laughs> I remember well, when no. he would be like, he'd be like, oh, oh I'm yeah. going, I'm going snowboarding tomorrow. We've got to wrap up early. I'd be like, we're not going to wrap up early. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Or, or it would be like, I was snowboarding yesterday, but let me drink these three Red Bulls and I can, <laughs> I can be Dude, there. Dude, <laughs> the first time I ever snowboarded, uh, the I, you know the road trip back yeah, finish up the pod with with the story <laughs> it felt when when i got out of the car it felt like i had been fucked in the ass by 30 it horses it felt like you got hit by the car right? it felt like i got fu- fu- fucked by the car you <laughs> must have fallen over a lot oh i did i did it was it was so painful it, i i've never been in so much pain <laughs> the the way i it's totally not related to the podcast at all but the way i always describe like eating it on a snowboard yeah you're getting in a car crash every time you eat it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the amount of force that's being put on your butt. You're going 30 miles an hour to zero miles an hour yeah. like that. Well, in my case, <laughs> yeah. it was two miles an hour to zero miles an hour. But even then, you're still falling five feet yeah, to yeah. the ground. Yeah, yeah. And generally, when you're a newbie, it's because you caught an edge and it whips you to the yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 100%. It hurls you into the ground yeah, yeah. with I ate vengeance. it pretty, pretty hard. Like, I, lot, I had a concussion a on the slope going on at least there. once. See. You catch the edge and it throws you into the ground. I've hit over sixty miles an hour. Oh my god! It's super fun, no, but it's you. also terrifying. Oh, thank you. When I used to ski, and I, I never ski, you can never snow fast. Yeah, I never snowboarded, but I used to downhill ski and I used to do double black diamonds a lot. Oh yeah, and yeah. cliff cliff jumps. You, you mm-hmm. hit a sixty foot cliff jump in a powder. It's exhilarating and fun as fuck. But I'll tell you right now. It's also I butthole know, clenching. <laughs> I know that my legs and knees can't handle it anymore. I just oh, yeah. know. My knees are toasted. I, I don't think I could land one of the fat, like, giant jumps Fuck anymore. That. Like, it, my knees would give out. I could do a quarter <laughs> pipe. I can, I can throw a quarter pipe, definitely. Do small rails. But there's no way I'm going to do a 25-foot jump or anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't snowboard, and I know my knees can't handle right. it. Right. <laughs> and I mean, and even all these this conversation, this is realistic expectations, which you then can fold back into yeah. the hobby talk of, yeah. do you know that you're an adult and you have to work, so don't play a game of Warhammer on a Monday night because yeah. it's going to mess up your work day tomorrow. Or, that's or a don't, realistic expectation. But when the weekend comes paint. around, that's when you plan to game. Yeah. Don't paint until four o'clock in the morning if you know you have class the next day. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, sorry. Right. You were just, course, you were just course, talking. Like, like, oh. like these, these are these are these are time management suggestions. We're not mm-hmm. telling you what to do. These are time management suggestions. <laughs> but at the same time, like it's 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 your it's your hobby. It's your game. It's what you want to do. We want to enjoy mm-hmm. it with you. We we want to continue being involved. Obviously, we're going to continue being involved as you guys listen to us. But, you know, it, we're not, we're giving you in, our insights and we might not have it figured out. <laughs> Perfectly honestly. The very first time I painted in a group with you guys, Marky and I are sitting down at the studio and Marky is watching me paint and he, he looks at, he's like, you paint every panel, don't you? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, fuck, man. <laughs> Do you remember now, that? Now, no. when you say every fuck panel, that. what do you mean? <laughs> Because, like, when I picked up my Lehman Russ to paint it for the first time, I basically just dipped the fattest brush I had in green <laughs> and then just went. Marky, tell him I what. I dipped it in, Marky, in tan, and I was like. 
Marky, tell him what it means. I was like, cool, we're done. So, so you know how, like, let's just throw out an example. You know how space marines have pauldrons, right? Yeah. You know how there's the inside of the pauldron, like underneath the arm? Like, you you have to flip the model upside down, and then there's the inside of the pauldron. There's like the little gaps, the little. No, 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 on on the inside. So, so so there's a pauldron, right? And it goes over your shoulder. And then there's that little, like, corner that sticks out, and, like, you can... Yeah. Like, in the armpit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in there. I mean, me too. No, no, no. I don't think you understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's just really tiny, so there's no detail. But I do take the paintbrush and, like, rub it up the crotch of the guardsman. Yeah, yeah, In the armpit of the guardsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the backpack and the bum roll and, like, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the parts that, like... And I'm Mark- talking about painted well in the parts that nobody will ever know. Ma- Marky, like Marky was like, Marky was like, why are you before gluing it on? Kind he of was, thing. he was, he was like, why the fuck are you painting the bolts on the inside of this dude's arm? And I'm like, cause they're there. <laughs> He's like, no one's going to see it. I'm like, Oh, I know this I know is like, there. I'm going to paint the inside of my chimera and then I'm going to glue the door shut. Almost. Yeah. 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 It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel attacked. <laughs> hey, hey, Valkyries have a super dope interior, and it would actually be really cool to paint one. However, you're never going to see it, considering the fact that the door is like an inch wide. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason I, why I paint my uh, my windshields and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. fair. I, I actually really like the way you paint windshields. In fact, that's nice. that's my the, that's the, the way I'm planning on going cool. forward. I really like it. Uh, like, I'm going to paint the inside, because I'm going to leave it so that you can pull the windshield up and down. But oh, I'm going to paint my windshields that way because that looks dope as fuck. <laughs> I haven't decided how I'm going to go for my windshields, but I like what I've been doing so far, like with my Torox Prime with the green highlight. Yeah, yeah. I like Throw it. yellow behind it, Dude, and then the I do the, the, the green Tesseract so glow. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the green light blowing out through the window. Those te- those Toroxes you painted look so fucking badass, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you printed them well, but the paint job on them actually, no, I, paint, I really paint job made them pop, well. dude. Yeah. Paint job made them pop. All right, guys. Well, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know what your balance is for your hobby life. Let us know tips that we missed and share your tips with us. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we all walk down the path of life differently. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't, that's the way to say that, right? It sounded sounded good. Philosophical. (laughs) Speaking of the hobby, are you running lore? We would like your lore send it to us we have a segment that we do pretty much monthly called tales from the hive we bounce back and forth between sharing our homebrew lore and from reading your guys's homebrew lore we love it we want to see more of those stories we opened up or we're opening up the ordo obscurus so if you guys are interested in getting into just writing some creepy short stories you can reach out to us uh, through discord or through our emails and get us that information speaking of creepy experiences creepy stories and loris obscurus loris obscurus is another show we do once about once a month um they're they're offset by a month i think is the better way to say it it's not that we do them once a month they're about offset by a month our tales and our, our loris obscurus episodes but our loris obscurus episodes we look into stuff in the creepy paranormal world in real life and we relate it back to warhammer 40k specifically from a storytelling perspective but one of the things that we always find super fun is when people share we love sharing our own ghost stories but we also love sharing your ghost stories So let us know about your ghostly. Yeah, let us know about your spooky experiences. Let us know about your cryptid experiences. Get that stuff emailed over to us at underthehiveofmadness at gmail.com or jimdarkgaming at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us, as I mentioned earlier, 
through our Discord. We've got a lot of different channels to talk about lore. We've got channels to talk about hobbying. We've got channels to talk about hobby tutorials, hobby tips. We have video game channels. So if your hobby is in playing some video games or you want to get in the hobby of video game playing with us, there's an opportunity there. There's all sorts of stuff. We've even got other hobby channels in there. Quite a few of us play role-playing games. There's a role-playing game section of the server. Some of us enjoy different types of board games, different types of card games. We've got that stuff down there too. So please come on out and join us there. We also have a website that is getting up and running. We are working in some galleries and some other ways to track what we are doing as far as like scheduling uh, podcast episodes, different ways to get in contact with us and all of that. As always, I leave all of the links, all of the spellings, and all the direct ways to get to us in the show notes. If you're interested in getting a little bit more involved, you want to be involved in that painting contest we talked about earlier, you want to be involved in some of the other stuff that we do, including developing the role-playing game or seeing some of the development stuff that we release, you can follow us on Patreon or you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash under the hive of madness. Please, please, please go and check that out. We've got some cool stuff there, including some artwork that only patrons have access to, as well as you've got to be a member of our patron to be involved in our painting contest. So definitely check that out. There's also a video component to this podcast. So you can not only hear our lovely voices, but you can see our lovely faces. We also do a little bit of extra content, probably about 30 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes, sometimes a little bit longer of Patreon-only content there. So if you guys want to keep abreast of the hobby progress we're making or some of the changes, some of the ideas that we were rolling around and doing in the podcast, that is a great way to get that insight. Anything else, guys? Did I leave anything out? No. Uh, I think we're good. We, we talked it out pretty good here. Well, that has been just about the damned hottest of hot sauce I have ever put down my gullet. I will tell you what, though. That sump crust its pretty tasty. Beast talks about it all the time, but I never imagined that I would be enjoying some sump crust bread here at Joe's Sump Shack. What do you give this sump crust, Mark? Sump crust, five toilets. Right, man. That's some sour sump crust. It's and it helps that. rind on it today. With, with, with the hot sauce, five toilets full of shit. <laughs> and what happens when you uh, dip it in that gumbalaya? Yeah, you got to get that sump crust. You got to dip it in that gumbo. That's what Marky was doing wrong with his lemons the earlier. Mm, see, it, it soaks up some of that spicy lemon. <laughs> Until next time, we have been 665.66UHMR Camerat Radio. Remember, you can catch us plying the Vox waves. Same Vox frequency, same ratty time. And remember what the four-armed rats say. If you step on a crack... You might invite the four-armed emperor attack. I was waiting. I was waiting for Kevin to get mad at you for not reading any book.